The following is a public service announcement. Hey everyone, welcome to the Horror PSA presented by Scary Nerd. And as always, we are your hosts. I'm Paul. I'm Saul. And I'm Angie. All right, guys, we're going to a showdown this week. That we are. We watched Maniac, the 1980 or 81. There's some discrepancy in what year this movie came out. Apparently it depends who you ask. (laughs) Apparently, yeah, 80 or 81. Yeah, 80 or 81. We're not sure. Well, we got a bunch of different ones. IMDb says 80, and then the biography or whatever need be of the actor says 81. The uh, Amazon Sh- Prime said eighty one. Shutter says eighty. Yeah, I so don't know. <laughs> it's one of those. It's, There's it's sometime one of those between nineteen seventy nine yes. and nineteen eighty two. This movie came out and was made. That's yeah. all we'll say. Uh, first impressions. What a bonkers ass movie this was. <laughs> you can totally tell that it was made in the era it was made. Just how by everything was done, like how it was shot. The practical effects. That and... man's sweaty face will forever haunt my nightmares. Yeah. As it was supposed to. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Here's what I think about this movie. I loved this movie. <laughs> I absolutely loved this movie, and it had a very independent feel to me. And I See, think yeah, it that's, did. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. for an '80s movie. And it, it it was very like low budget, independent, like guerrilla fucking filmmaking. Because there was a lot of stuff in the movie that you can see where they're filming in New York, obviously. Yeah. And they didn't always get permits. Yeah. And if you're if you're a no budget, like, you know, guerrilla indie filmmaker, yeah. there are times that you're like, all right, we need to get the shot off and then fucking run before the cops show up. I got and that. That's literally got, yeah. like what they had to do, like the subway scenes, like all that shit. That was just in the middle of the fucking night in New York. They were like, mm. all right, well, nobody will be there now. Let's just look I around kinda, and we'll I get out of here. <laughs> I kind of found it odd that you're in the middle of New York and you have the subway. And then when they, we had the, the scene with the nurse, nobody was there. Like, I understand that, yeah, it's a horror movie. Yeah. But if it did give that independent feel because it seemed like, okay, we have to do this when there's no people around. Because if there's people around, they're not going to give a shit and they're not going to Well, gonna if you notice in the scene with the nurse, she runs up to the, the, the subway car, yeah. car and she's banging on it. And as they got that shot where the, the, there's the a car guy. is leaving, there's, there's people on the yeah. platform. Oh, her. yeah, you can yeah. see it. Yeah, like, There's like five or six people <laughs> and they cut back and it's just she's by herself she's running. Again. Yeah. <laughs> And it's so it's like yeah I mean they had to piece this shit together like no permits we're not allowed to yeah. film but we're here in the middle of the night and in the subway just hoping for the best like that whole bathroom thing yeah. I bet that was like well where the fuck else can she hide like see I was conf- here I had no idea that that was a bathroom and I like I didn't realize it was a bathroom until she started washing her face I'm like where is she going uh, that was the, my one big problem this, with this movie was that nurse scene. I, I liked this movie. It, the writing was great. It was a genuinely creepy yeah. kind of slasher movie. But that fucking nurse, I was like, bitch, you were just terrified. You're not going to stand there and wash your face. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of there. You're going to be terrified. Well, okay. Run. Don't I, just be like, oh, I guess he's not here now. And now I can be relieved. Like, no, get out of the subway. Like, yeah. get out of the underground. I don't know. I, I kind of took it that maybe she was... That maybe she thought that she was overreacting to something that wasn't really there. No. I mean, well, she, no, she figured it out. <laughs> she, I don't care I don't if know. you're overreacting like, or not. If you're hiding in the bathroom, you need to get home. Like, you need to leave. 
You don't need to be standing okay. in a men's restroom right. that, washing that, your face on a subway in New York City. That bathroom was the scariest thing that happened to her <laughs> up until that point. Because I was like, oh, She God, heard the guy that's... come in. Obviously, there was some guy that crept in there and didn't find well, okay. her. There was somebody that came in. She didn't yeah, she know no it was a guy was. I don't care. If somebody comes person. into the bathroom and then turns around and leaves and you think somebody was following you, you just assume that's the guy. Yeah. Okay. Either way, I have to say... Uh, I gotta give it to the bathroom scene. All right, I gotta give a shout out to uh, Flaco con Maria, Hot Honey sixty eight, and Margaret, who was all written on the uh, on the walls everywhere. So I didn't they, do that. they 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 got they got lucky and the they were stuff. they got lucky and they were uh, they were in the movie without even having to uh, having him to do anything with the movie. The so. thing yeah. that I thought was funny about that whole killing scene is the one thing I told Kim was. Why is she making these weird facial expressions? Oh, I know. Like, I understand that you're trying to be quiet. But she was But wasn't. she's, like, whimpering. She she's was like, ah. Uh, heavy uh, breathing. And then when he kills her, too, like, when he pulls her down and you see her face in the mirror, if you watch this movie, before you watch it, or if you watch it again, pay attention to her face because she gives this weird, like, she gives a weird surprised look on her face instead of a terrified look on her face. Well, it, was, it just came out of nowhere, so she was surprised. I no, was it was too. just weird. It looked more like it looked more like surprised than horrified. Yeah, yeah. There were there were at times where I was like, were the actors confused about what like they were trying to? Maybe it was an independent film trick to where I was like, all right, and then you wash your face, and then you're gonna turn around, but they don't tell them like he's gonna be behind you, and you know, like mm -hmm. I, mean, yeah. I don't know, like there, there may have been some like that kind of going on. But the, oh, the other issue, funny, the other funny thing I saw, I thought about that whole killing scene of leading up to where they found her when she was going into her change purse to try to put the change in the in the little turnstile thing. Mm -hmm. How, like, as soon as she opened it, she threw everything on the ground. Like, she wasn't even trying to act like it fell. You can tell she just totally yeah. threw it. And then she's, on purpose, making her handshake rather than doing the nervous shake. Mm -hmm. Which I'm like... I know, I kept thinking, like, you're going to leave that change there and you're just going to pay for him to get in, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, pick up your change, he's like, going to use the, that. Find the token or whatever. He's like... So I thought that was funny with that whole, whole nurse scene. The soundtrack in this movie is... As equally as crazy as the, the soundtrack, the suspenseful or the score. background, the, the score, score, the score that yes. the, violin, that was suspenseful. a whole other character in itself. What was it the eighty synthesizers? Yeah. Ugh. Okay, so in the very beginning, right off the bat, like you get the score that comes in, mm -hmm. and that little like chimes kind of thing was very like reminiscent of Halloween to me. Yeah, yeah. So it had that kind of like that like like screechy chime thing, like right off the bat, like how Halloween has that one. And it just started as like full on slasher. Mm -hmm. So I think like yeah, because it opens that's what to you the get. beach. It, it opens to the beach, and then yeah, you know, he's... and he immediately murders this couple that is sleeping on the beach. Wait, are they homeless people? Or are they? Just I like, think they're camping. They, sleeping on a, they, they had. I, like yeah, a, I wrote down. Why are you sleeping on this beach? They had like a picnic <laughs> blanket, and he she's and like, a cooler. Go get, she's like, go <laughs> get more wood, and he's just like finding like driftwood that's washing up on shore. I think them. they were camping. And you know, like I get the beach is nice and all, but I've never sat next to a beach and it not be fucking windy and cold. Like I can only imagine, especially <laughs> in New York. And like, wouldn't you wake up with like sand like all blown on your yes. face and like that doesn't seem like fun. I don't know. That don't seems awful. For whatever reason, it just seems to me like New York beaches are always cold. Yeah, that's because you always see those pictures of them like snow. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's talk about the opening scene of of the murders. Oh yeah, the the death right off the bat, it gives you gory deaths. Yes. Like you don't even have to see everything, but it gives you buckets of blood. 
I love how when he slit the girl's throat, they did the practical effect of it looked like I don't know how they do it, but it looked like the blade had the feed of the blood that went in there because as soon as he started dragging it across her, her oh yeah, it oh, started yeah. coming I'm sure out. There's yeah, like just a tube on the side. Oh of yeah, and Master of Horror Tom it, Savini did yeah, all yeah. the practical if you, effects if you for this hold film. it at a certain angle, yeah. you can make it look like that. So yeah, and they I figured love a way to do it. I love how they had that because you're like, oh, and then when you realize it was Tom Savini who did all of the practical effects, it's like, okay, it's going to make the gore and blood that much better. Oh, we'll get back to Tom Savini later because he has a scene in this movie that we have to talk about. But let's get back to the gory deaths on the beach. I really, I liked the whole creepiness of it. Like it was so slashery. Like they were obviously being stalked and then you get their deaths and it immediately takes you to the maniac who wakes up and you can see he was dreaming. And so you kind of don't know if those deaths actually happen, but you no, assume those, they those do. Yeah. yeah. No, those <laughs> deaths happen. happen. You can confirm those later. <laughs> yeah. Because like any serial killer. Well, I'm killer, saying when you watch the movie. Any serial killer, he watches his own crimes and he hears on the radio, yes. he's watching the news, like he reads the paper. So yeah, those deaths were real. He but was, it's one of those things that 80, 80s movies, and I guess just movies of the past did, was they gave you such a long introduction. Like the intro credits okay. so okay. long. So. <laughs> It's okay. There's a thing that you're not getting though. Okay, you're thinking about it in today's standards, right? No, I'm thinking about it in my own standards. No, in '80s, <laughs> all '80s movies were like that. I all know. movies had like all movies back then had huge introductions. Oh, I know. That's why I said '70s and I think, no, movie. And and more so with this movie, I think that was an artistic choice, and not because we're gonna show all the credits while he's sitting here like getting dressed or you know washing his face and all that shit. It was really to showcase his living condition in his like studio, like basement apartment. Or whatever the hell what it was. the hell that was? I don't know what that was either. So it was kind of just showcasing, like, look how he lives. Like you see this guy, complete isolation, batshit crazy. Definitely got some issues. No, with, I was aware this, of what they were that. going so, for, but I could sum that up in a 30 second clip. I didn't need a four to five minute introduction. <laughs> like, yeah, but I think everybody's attention spans back there were bigger now than today's standards because everybody yeah, got they, No, I just think that they thought that they were. And I think people back then would have probably, like, uh, you show too much of that too quickly back then. Like, it would. Like scare people too much. Oh no, that doesn't make sense because they immediately kill those two people. They immediately have these great deaths, and then they take five to ten minutes to introduce us to this guy's apartment. Yes, now, <laughs> because now, you got to understand his madness. Because now you're getting to know him. Yeah, you got to no, understand it, the madness. It, it, it does feel like it's two different movies. It starts off as a full-on slasher. Yeah. But then it turns into like this guy's descent into madness and like his like depravity and like. Oh yeah, he's definitely like, got like. Um, basic the basic serial killer you know like, movements here, down here's what i like here's why i really like this movie right this he's got a very edginish you know kind of influence to him he's got the mother issues right yeah mm-hmm. so think about like you know all the other movies that have you know edgine ties to it you know he's like psycho silence of the lambs Stuff like that. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Jason. All of those movies happen in a semi-isolated area, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Buffalo Bill had his, you know, private well or whatever in his basement all that. They all operated with some anonymity and, you know, isolation. They could hide in where they were as to where this guy, the scarier thing about him, I think, is 
he's hiding in plain sight because yeah. he just looks like every other guy that's yeah. walking the New York streets he's in the middle of the serial then, killer. And then later on, you get this whole back thing on him where he's actually sociable and talks to people. Yeah. So, okay, guys, maybe yeah. that's why you guys like this movie so much because they just made this guy into a real life serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying you're taking that Ed Gein character and you're putting him in the city instead of isolation. No, what they're doing is they're taking a serial killer like Ed Gein and putting him in a normal situation in which he was. He went and talked to townspeople. He went shopping. He went out into the world. People knew him. Yeah, but that was like, you know... And it was a big deal when everybody found out. I can't believe yeah. he would do yeah, that. But that it's was the same like, thing like all normal, like the actual, I don't want to say normal okay. serial killers. I want to say actual serial actual. killers. You're run of the mill serial killers. Yes, killer. the real ones in the world, they don't, they don't usually, they're not in isolation. They're right in the middle of everything like everybody else. I that's, that's where what they this hunt. movie did different though because like what Paul's point was is you have all those other type of slashers to yeah. where- you would say, okay, they're in isolation, but they're crazy. I think the good thing about this movie is they took that aspect and they put it in a big city where he was hiding in plain sight. Yeah, it's like they were able to hide their craziness. So it's like you're saying, like if Ed Gein goes to town once a week and, you know, buys stuff at the general store, you know, blah, 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 whatever, right? I mean, Son of Sam wasn't caught in Chicago, guys. I mean, it's that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I'm thinking they didn't have anything like this at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah, they they definitely updated the slasher the to made real yes. life. Like we said, it goes back to a more independent feel. It, they made a horror slasher movie, but with real life attributes to it. Yeah, and I think, and every, that's what makes it twice as yeah, creepy. I think yeah. that's what makes it twice as creepy for people, especially thinking like in an '80s angle to where it's like this was the start of getting those guys like you know. Bundy started to come around and all those other things like these were starting to be more like I don't want to say mainstream but it's like I think people started to realize like this can happen anywhere like before that it was like oh Ed Gein was in the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin you know well, they had no 60s. idea I think 60s and yeah, 70s yeah they and I really think once you up. started to get like you know some of the other things like in San Francisco like you want to do like the Black Dahlia murders or anything like that or you know those started to become, I think, it's scary to people to think, like, this can happen anywhere now, not just out in the country anymore. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. That's what I think gave it that more even creepier feel is it seemed like this shit can happen next door or whatever need be. Yeah. The fact that it gave it that more this shit can actually happen rather than just in the movies is what I think I liked about it is it just gave you that creepy that just gave you that creepy yeah, vibe. That independent like rawness made it seem like it was it was grounded in more reality than yeah. Like, this is a I slasher, really, you know, movie that's a kind of fantasy slasher. Kind I of found thing. myself sometimes uncomfortable with the scenes because I'm yeah. like, this. I almost feel like I'm like. I'm intruding in somebody's life right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're being forced to watch this person's descent into madness. Yeah. And you have, you and have no ability to stop or help he them. Did, or he did anything. And it's so real world. I found myself focusing on things like when he, he meets the hooker and he like <laughs> takes her to the hotel and they're like making out. I'm like, do you, do you kiss hookers? Oh, don't yeah, don't kiss yeah. the hooker. Oh, I'm like, do hookers kiss dudes? Because hookers, if you're out there, don't kiss dudes. You don't know what. Those hey, people have what been. if what if dudes pay for that? All right. Well, if you pay for it, if you pay for it, get it, girl. But hey, like, if, if the guys, ugh. if the guys willing to kiss you, why wouldn't you kiss them? Huh? He doesn't know what you've done. 
I'm just well, saying, he knows ladies, they've done. if you're yeah, out there and no, I'm you're, saying if, you if, charge for kissing, if, that's a The charge. only way you're kissing the hookers is if you're into that or <sighs> maybe it's your first time with a hooker, I would imagine. That's like, you're like, oh, honey, we don't kiss. Like, yeah. not... Quick question. Has anybody had a hooker in this room? No. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've been propositioned by one. <laughs> of course you have, Hey, you when you go to Vegas, hey, what do you think I happens? I was in Vegas. Hey, I've been in Vegas, and they just had the guys. That... Those guys were no, awesome. No, I'm not talking about the, <laughs> the porn passer outers. Yes, I've only seen the, the porn, porn passer no, outers. It was <laughs> like in the middle of the night. We were drunk. And we were, a lot of my stories start this way, by yes. the way. Yes, they do. And we were going back to our hotel, and uh, or my friend's like, oh, we're going to our room. Like, where are you going? She's like, I'm going to the moon. She, yeah, and he's like, that hooker was high. Yeah, no, like, she, and so my buddy is like, you're going to the moon. How do you get there? And she was like, five hundred dollars. And I laughed and keep walking. And I'm like, yeah. Hey, she knows her worth. I don't think anything is worth that. I don't. Like, I wouldn't yeah. say five hundred. I mean, that's five hundred dollars a lot. But hey, she knows her worth. When okay. you know your worth, you stick to no, it. It's, it's negotiating tactics. So you the start whole high, I start low. We meet in the middle. Literally, the whole hooker scene. Um, this was when I was starting to get uh glimpses of whether or not I have seen this movie or not because that whole scene seemed familiar. And when I think back on it, I think the only reason why it seems so familiar is I remember when IFC used to do uh, a little documentary thing on Fridays where they would talk about certain movies, and I think that's where I saw it because yeah. I remember that opening scene and I remember the end too. So I'm thinking. So when I think back on it, that's probably why I think I was familiar with this movie, especially with those parts. Yeah. Okay, so having only been technically propositioned by a hooker once in my life, can oh someone God. can someone please explain? <laughs> hey, all right? I've, I'm, I'm, Continue. I'm, He's got questions. I'm curious about <sighs> something. What's the difference between the regular, the French regular, around the world, and the ultimate? Mm-hmm. That's I was what like, the hooker said, isn't yes, it? Yeah. Because he okay. offered her the ultimate. Because, because the so the ultimate just includes her weird like aerobic stretching and dancing. Well, the ultimate, I guess, would be whatever. Yeah, I would say the ultimate is like we'll go to a hotel room. You tell me what to do, kind of a thing. <laughs> well, he wanted to choke her, so she was, she was. Well, holding no, he back. wanted to murder her. Well, I know she that. didn't know that. <laughs> so he paid for the ultimate, and, okay. which included that. FYI. Just full disclosure, I was eating a bag of chips while watching this movie. I had to turn the <laughs> subtitles on. I <laughs> but there kept being the subtitles. Was she cheering him on or was he the one saying, you're so good? No, it, it was him. It was him? It was him. Okay, that's it what was I thought. Of, it was kind of both. Like He would say something and she would say something back. So I think they were kind of both doing But Okay, wait. Here's another thing I noticed in the whole hooker scene, right? When he goes and it's like... $100 for the ultimate, right? And they go in to get the room, and the guy's like, you know, it's this much, it's this much, it's that. It, when they first walk in, she's like, uh, give me my favorite room. And I was like, gross. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, you want to take me to your room that you get regularly? Like, It's like, this hotel does not clean the sheets by the hour, all right? Oh. So if you're getting her regular room, like, why would you spring for the color TV? That was my other fucking question. Like, <laughs> like, are we really going upstairs to be watching fucking TV right now? Like, hey, no. you don't know. Maybe after the the ultimate, he wants to turn the TV on and watch so, Jay okay. Leno or something. So I don't know. Basically, was Leno on this? No, yeah, <laughs> it was Carson. Wow. What? I'm, I'm not I'm that old. I'm turning your microphone off for a minute. You're <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, you're going to go to the old cummy room that she brings her regulars to. Why is there so much cum in all these horror movies? Hey, hey, you're saying that Paul's perverted? Hey, I'm, no. He said cum first. It's not me, all right? (laughs) The guy goes with a hooker in New York City in some hotel, and I'm like, this reminds me of that scene in Big where he's like, you know, the first night he's got to find out. He's scared. He's just a little kid. (laughs) Miguel, get out of that bathroom now. Oh, I remember that movie very well. <laughs> well, we're not talking about Big. We're talking we're not. about Maniac. We're talking about Maniac. So they start making out on the bed, and he says, I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's very Shakespearean. It is. Yeah. The, way, the way you say it. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> he, think he was quite as dramatic. He's like three different characters in this fucking movie. Like, well, yeah. Because okay, well, yeah. He, you can see question. where does, he does the switch. Like, Does he have split personalities, do we think? Or I do you think, think he does. It's uh, just like I think he, they were alluding to it, but it was more of like he hadn't fully broke that into it yet, but he had different people he talked to in his head. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he definitely repressed to like a childhood state for oh, yeah. certain things, but then I don't think the killer part and the non-killer part. So there was like three people in there at least. Yeah, I mean, but like just the way he looks. So like when you can see it, like they're making out and he's perfectly fine, and then all of a sudden he just starts choking the bitch, and then his face is instantly sweaty. That's like forever. It, it did, and it was like, and they weren't even like sometimes video. It was. Look like still shots of the yeah. girl dead. <laughs> well, like, the is she that, just not no, holding okay, breath? Yeah. I, I wrote down it took forever for her to die, and it had time for her to turn into like his mom three different times. And she talked yeah. the whole time. And if yes. you're getting choked, you can't She's talk. Screaming! <laughs> like, Stop, Stop it! What are you like, doing? How, how are She's you? like help. I know you talked, and then two seconds later, you want me to believe you were dead. At first, I was like, "She's gonna wake up any minute." Like, you didn't finish the job, man. Like, the thing that I was waiting for is when you assumed she was dead. Is when he started scalping her. I'm like, "She's gonna fucking wake up." That's I didn't what I thought, know too. what he was doing at first. Like, I saw that like he had start scalping yeah. her, or whatever. But then he just leans down, and then that's the end of the scene. And you're like, "It's, it's thought, it made it way more menacing than he just took her fucking scalp." I like, thought she well, was gonna wake up. He was he was literally gonna skull. There were some times when Fuck he started her. doing that rocking back and forth thing. I was like, "Is he is he humping is the he okay? mannequin?" He likes the dry <laughs> hump. All right, he, the, the ultimate. He paid for the ultimate. He wants a good dry hump. Okay, Has, like no, he does on. it. He does it a couple times, but it's so little, and it's always like when he's laying next to somebody. I'm like, this dude likes humping things. He's a weird dude. <laughs> It's the it's the childhood state that it reverts to. That's what it could have been. Oh well, yeah. They well, a lot of the whole we can get into days of true crime, sexual repression, and all that, but we won't. We're talking maniac, not real life. His mommy issues and whatnot, and being put in the closet. Just so I'm straight with this, right? I took it as she threw him in the closet while she was turning tricks, basically. That's what I assumed, but that could have just been from other things that I've seen. Well, no, because the scene... Like, I know I've seen a lot of, like, true crime shows where they... But the scene where he's got the model Rita... Oh, yeah, and he's like, there were so many men. There were so many men. Why? Because they gave you a few dollars, and, like, it was when he was playing with the knife and all that. That's true. Because they gave you a few dollars, like, none of them ever loved you. I was the one that loved you. Like, yeah, his mom was a hooker. Who knows? That's what I'm assuming, that she was a hooker, and he, you know, he had to hide in the closet and saw some stuff. But, okay, so that, the the picture that he has, okay, those candles were a huge fire hazard if you're just going to sleep with a a shrine of candles going in your He's got no electricity, right? (laughs) 
How does he have money for anything? They don't show him go to work. They don't. Does show he rob him these people to too? Like, I you think he does. Don't know because they don't show him go to work. He doesn't go to work. He's got a pretty decent like couple suits that he wears when he takes the the other chick out for for a date. The like, thing that cracked me up about oh. when he took the girl on the suit. I don't know if you noticed it though, but when he had his hair slicked back and the mustache, mm. the first thing I thought was like, "It's a discount, Ron Jeremy." Yeah. Kind of <laughs> okay. All right. Can we talk about the? Can we talk about the the chick, Carolyn? Let's talk the, about that the, relationship. The real quick. photographer. Photographer. The photographer, photographer. Carolyn, right? Or no, Carolyn's her real name, right? Anna. Yeah. Anna, Anna is her character's name. What the fuck was she into him for? Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. Here was my first question. Right. He knocks on her fucking door, and she's like, "Who is it?" And he's like, "My name's Frank. You took a picture of me in the park yesterday. I just wanted to talk to you." And she walks in, he's like, oh, come in. I'm like, did like, did right. you know him from before? I'm like, like this guy doesn't look safe. Like, no. she completely is like, like, he has a whole weird dialogue where he's like, she's yours forever. Like, in this picture, she'll never age, she'll never die, she'll never leave you, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And he's like, let's go to Clam's Casino, which I'm like, that sounds like a strip club, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, oh, and it was place in Jersey. It's called Clam's Casino. It's like, we're going to go see strippers and, you know, have a buffet, like Ooh. that whole thing. Like, so she's like, yeah, I'll be ready in five minutes. I'm like, what? Like, I, I know. You were like, and you, then, like, he calls her later on. He's like, hey, you want to go pick up a show? Be ready in five minutes. I'm like, what? Can Why? you be ready in 15 minutes? She's like, I'll be ready in 10. I'm did like, you notice? Know. I know we both noticed it, but did you notice that when he got back in his car, that it was parked on the sidewalk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just parked on the sidewalk <laughs> yeah. to get on the payphone. Because we looked at her and was like, is he on the sidewalk? Like, and for, yep, and for sidewalk. some reason, for some reason, even after the hotel hooker scene and all that, where she asks, she wants her favorite room, using the payphone was still more gross to me in this movie than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, like, don't put that on your ear. Especially in New York. Right. Yes, and I'm like, oh. Like, in a neighborhood where you can park on the sidewalk and no yes. one will tell you anything. <laughs> like, like, oh, love- look at this idiot. He's going to use the fucking payphone. Don't use it. Oh, no, 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 no. I love, like, when he gets that ready. That crackhead put his butt on it. <laughs> I think he put more of his butt on it. I love when he gets like ready to go out. I wrote a night stocking. We will go. <laughs> it's <laughs> such a like. I gotta get ready. Get my coat on. Get my hat. He's gotta get like, his accessories like, ready. And then, like, like he gets ready and he's gonna go find his next victim. Shotgun in the violin. Violin <laughs> in the case. Violin case yeah, I was yes. wondering what he was doing because here's the weird thing that I thought was well, I thought it was gonna be a slasher because you see the the first couple get murdered the way they get murdered, then you see the hooker get killed the way she got killed. So I'm like, okay, he's not going to cover up his ma- his face again when he's killing the hooker. And then when he goes and he does the whole thing with the, with the violin case, I'm like, what is he doing? Is it not going to be Slasher? What's he doing? Because now it looks like he's going to go stalk and hunt for his people. Yeah. And that's when we get the Tom Savini scene. Is yeah. When he it's, goes. it's the whole thing. Like, It's almost if the whole time like he was doing this and not really trying to hide his identity or anything, but not really also, you know, coming out and saying i'm the killer or anything to anybody. yeah it was almost like he's like that whole like please i want someone to stop me i can't stop myself kind of thing like not that he wanted to get caught but he wasn't worried if he got caught kind of thing well he kept talking to the other voice in his head that's saying if they catch you they're gonna take you away from me and they see that's what i wasn't was he doing the voice as like the mom or was i have he, no was clue. It i think other... that was part of his multiple personality thing and like later the... they show it like he's dressing up one of his mannequins and he's like dressed different and i'm like okay so is he being his mom or is there a personality that he's trying to i don't know i that's what i kind of took like 
he was viewing things from the mom at some points to where it was like the whole mannequin thing. Like, didn't he make one like change or something? Like, I don't remember, but he kept changing. Didn't that he make all the mannequins look like the people? He got the women he got that he clothes yeah. that were similar to what they yeah. were wearing. If not, like, I think the nurses was the actual one because it had a little blood on it. Yeah. Well, no, I think the reason why he got mad at the nurse one is because she was bl- well, she was the only the blonde. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she was like, "You got a little bit dirty, but that's okay." Yeah. Yeah, and, and the, the hair, hair was, was the hair was basically ruined. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it was covered in blood. Oh, but another thing that uh, producer Kim picked up on, she told me about later that I'm going to mention right now is, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but every single one of his kills, he had his kill clothes. So it's basically oh, yeah. his, his uniform. jacket. Yeah, he had yeah. his uniform, his beanie, and uh, yeah, his beanie. His beanie. <laughs> well, he, that's the thing about it though. Like he the didn't have kill. his beanie when he killed the the hooker and. The the Tom Savini. So let's get to Tom Savini. And well, she wasn't a hooker. She was just some. They were just there. The, yeah, they were just... He just found him. He stalked him. So let's let's talk about. Yeah, that. he just saw a couple. Yeah, so he goes out night stalking, and I think he just goes to a bar. Isn't it just a bar? It's like a club or something. Yeah, that they're standing out of. And he sees of. Tom Savini leave with this girl. He's being a real like Herdberger. What? Tom Savini. <laughs> What's a Herdberger? Um, okay, so like this is what me and my buddies used to call it, like oh. in college. Like mm. if you had a dude that was like like how Tom Savini was being like, Oh, well, your boyfriend's not here, like, eh. uh, like that kind of guy, like 80s, just being dude. like, you know, that like kind of schmucky, like like dude, like come yeah. on, that's not right. Like doing something like even guys were like, Come on, man, like that's not <laughs> what's wrong with you. Yeah. So yeah, we used to call him like you're being a real herd burger. I don't know why we came up with that. <laughs> But he's being one of those. Okay. So yeah, so he was being he was being that. And gotcha. So yeah, he's even when she's like, I see someone. He's like, Nah, nobody's there, baby. I know. Let's just have sex real quick. The thing that I thought was funny Let were all watch. his cheesy lines about how, oh, I got somewhere to be. Where do you have to be? Yeah, you want to meet me in the back seat? Yeah. Could you yeah. meet me somewhere? <laughs> yeah, his, his whole but yeah, lines. but she kept going with it. At that yeah. point, I'm like, all right, well, you deserve to die, you stupid bitch. Ah, uh, yeah. It, it was such a weird scene because it does seem like he's pressuring her at first because she was like, yeah. I got to get home. Yeah, like, like, my boyfriend's, boyfriend's going to be too. real mad. My boyfriend's like, going to kill me if I don't get home soon. Well, yeah. guess what's going to happen now? If you don't get home from being out at the... Wait, what? I know. And then after here? after she died and like the news is going on, I'm like, oh, her boyfriend's going to be like, fuck, I know, I he kept died thinking, with I kept <laughs> another thinking that. dude. Like, like, even if she survived, like, how are you going to like how are you gonna, you know, explain this without making it Because the news was like the, a couple. They found a couple in a car. Yeah, like, parked <laughs> under the bridge. And like, mm, yeah. Let's talk about Tom Savini's death, though, because that came out of His nowhere. Head like, it was explodes. like, holy shit. Yes. That he gets what? shot in the head. That's, and it that was explodes. freaking crazy to me. It is crazy because Maniac Frank just, they turn on the headlights. And, and he's there. Him, and he's just there. And he hops on the hood of the car and shoots Tom Savini in the head. And Tom Savini's head just Well, you knew he was going to shoot him with a shotgun, but you didn't realize yeah. that he was going to run towards the car, jump yeah. on the hood, and shoot him. And blow his head up. Uh-huh. And that was another example of like the very like raw independent feel to that scene, especially the kill scene. And I know that that was specifically one of the scenes where like we don't have a permit, we're just gonna go park, do this, <laughs> get the hell out of here. So I don't know if they actually like shot through the you know oh, the, yeah. the windshield or whatever, but um, that 
that doll apparently Tom Savini used in other movies, and they had to retire it after this because of too much fake blood was on it. Was like, <laughs> well, you can't really use it anymore. Uh, Kim found somewhere that it was also the body used for Jason Voorhees' mom. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So they've they've used it for a while. Nice. So it had a good run. It's probably hopefully yeah. it's some in, in some museum or something. Somewhere. You would hope. I want it then. If nobody, nobody I would. It. I would imagine it'd be at Tom Savini Studios. If, Who if knows? Back then, they probably didn't even think about it. Like, all right, well, we can't use it anymore. Just throw it away. Yeah. Right? Hopefully, that, it's still somewhere. That That'd be a great piece of That makes me sad if that would happen because you have something like that. And they... You know what? Damn it. When we saw him a few years ago, if we I would have thought asked. about that, we would have known. Could have yeah. asked him. Oh, I have, <laughs> I have more notes about the nurse's murder. So we see the two nurses come out of the hospital. There's two nurses that come out, and she's like, oh, can I? One of the nurses is like, oh, can I give you a ride? And she's like, no. And then she stands there waiting for somebody for literally like three seconds and then gets pissed and decides to walk to the subway. I'm like, why I didn't, didn't you just go with your friend then? Was yeah. she waiting for somebody or was it her It looked plan... like it because she kept like looking in her watch. Well, the other thing about it, though, too, is I think at that point they'd already seen, and I remember them saying something about, Along the lines that there's a killer on the loose or whatever. Yeah, they, I'm like, yeah. They they start the scene by talking about like, oh, do you want this newspaper or whatever? And she's yeah. Like, yeah, I already read it on my break. Blah blah blah. And then it's like, oh, you see the headline or whatever. And like they talk about it for a few seconds, and I'm like, okay, you just talked about how there's a fucking serial killer out on there's the loose. Somewhere, three people that have been killed, and your friend just offered you a ride. Right, just take the like, ride. I know. Like, what's the like? Oh, I don't want to. So that's like, our PSA for like, this week, people. Just go with your damn take friends. Take the fucking ride. <laughs> if there is a serial killer on the loose, and the media, well, even is if there's not, you, like, don't wait for a fucking don't serial wait killer for a ride. to just be go. on the loose. Like, <laughs> I don't think. Don't wait till the serial killer on the fucking loose. Like, just take the ride now. Like, what if you're number one? Like, if you'd have took yeah. the ride, you would avoid yeah. being number one. That serial killer would change his mind. You know what? I was gonna come out stalking tonight. There was nobody there. Maybe I should just think, rethink this whole serial killer business and make better go to life choices. Right. Make better life make choices. Go to church and then kill other people. You don't want to end up in a subway men's bathroom murdered with a sword. Yes, because oh. he literally murdered her with a sword. <laughs> That's uh, can you think of a worse place? Is there a worse place yeah. to die in New York than a what's, men's bathroom the, the, in a okay, subway? In a, the subway, <laughs> yes. not, not the restaurant, like the actual no, the subway. men's bathroom <laughs> in the rest in, in the fucking the underground ooh. transit system. Yeah, nobody no. bathroom. wants to die there. With, uh, what is it, Flacco and Maria. My snobby ass would be dying, bleeding out <laughs> on the floor, and be like, Sweet. "Can you at least put a, like a coat down in between me?" Like, I know I'm dying. <laughs> But can you at least keep me at least somewhat clean? It's like I don't want to die in the pool. At least whatever that poor is. actress didn't have to like lay, lay down on, the floor, on the floor yeah. for a death scene or anything. So they were like, "Okay, we won't make you do that, but we have to do it in here. There's nowhere else to film this scene right now." Yeah. Okay, so now we have his fourth victim in the nurse. <laughs> he kills that bitch with a sword, and then he washes it in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> he just goes, well, what are you? You can't carry. He's already gonna have all that blood leaking well, in the his bag. Why the you have a sword? It's the most impractical method. <laughs> oh, I thought the hammer was the most impractical weapon to have. Yeah. If you're fighting reapers in Blade, uh, no, no, the reaper would have died either way. Yes. So. Mm. Oh. Hammer is fine. No. If, if that bitch had a hammer, she might have made wait, it wait. out. Hammer would have worked for her. Let me get something straight. Okay, you're saying that the sword was impractical for him to be killing people with? Yes, and the but subway. Blade has a freaking sword that he kills vampires but with? But his is, like, hidden. He's at least got a holster somewhere. Like, that guy's okay. just got a sword. Yeah. But <laughs> he's just out in the streets. Okay, but think about this, though. 
you see some guy in a coat and a fucking beanie with a violin in the suitcase, right? And he's going down the streets. You're not going to think anything. Like, oh, this uh-huh. guy's going to go play yeah. on 4th Street with those other homeless guys <laughs> or, you know, the the performers, like street performers kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. So no one's going to think of anything. No one's, I mean, the news isn't like, look out for a guy with a violin case. Like, no one knows. He's killed all the victims. Like, no one ever gets away. There's no one ever any witnesses. I mean, there's no CSI and shit like that. So Yeah. Obviously. So no one's gonna think twice about some kind of semi homeless. Oh, speaking of guy. no CSI, we we'll come back to the end part. Oh, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I have issues with that. Oh, so many issues. Yeah. But yeah, one of my notes is it says, Why is this chick hang out with Frank? <laughs> There's no Anna. There is no her. reason know, that this like, chick should be into Frank. Dinner. I'm like, why are you into him completely? Like he brings nothing. Like he was like, Oh, I'm a I'm a painter. I'm an abstract landscape. I'm like, those aren't the same thing like, at all. Yeah. She's like, clearly a photographer who is you know, yeah, like fancy. She, she has a you know like a show coming up. Yeah, like she's, she's she does that photo shoot with getting, the most ridiculous song. Yes, the, <laughs> which led us into <laughs> this podcast, yes. which yes. you guys top, uh, put me off to the lyrics. That, the yeah. lyrics are okay. insane. And okay, I think that that song choice. I don't know. Okay, I don't know where this song came from. Right? I don't either. Yeah. Like, but was it that, made for the movie? Yeah, that's. I'm almost like that is too perfect. Like, did yeah. they make this for the movie? Because. Even with the crazy ass lyrics that are in that fucking song, mm-hmm. that song fits so well with what is going on in the movie yeah. and how the movie ends. It it's foreshadows pretty much it's everything very that's going to happen. It's foreshadowing. So I'm like, did they make that song for the fucking movie? Either way, it's bad shit crazy like this fucking movie is. In yes. a good way. In yeah. a way that you're like, this is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. The whole photo shoot, it takes me back uh, Takes me back to the episode of the stuff that we did when yeah. we talked about when, how, when it was on, I was yeah. like, bring it, now bring in the stuff. Yeah. Was taking <laughs> that's, that's what it reminded me so much. It reminded me of that part of the stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's that what I was weird, waiting for. Uh, weird crossover mix. I was waiting thing. for, what's his name? Um, dude from Mo? The Mo. I was Mo? waiting for Mo to pop up with his <laughs> business gonna card. He's going to come shut it down. Like, all right, shut I, it down, everybody. The thing that I was waiting for was to have the whole little crossover thing where like, oh, they're having the photo shoot, but this movie splinters off over here. And then we Excuse go, this me, movie, Mr. This Frank. Movie. How you doing? I was just waiting for that to splinter off and be like, oh, these were the two movies meet. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know. That's Mo. I know what's going on in that other movie. Chocolate chip Charlie. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. You guys for. are getting off topic. I'm not even talking. <laughs> I don't know who you guys are. Okay, back on topic then. <laughs> okay, so some of the things that I noticed around his room. Let's talk about his room for a little Wait, bit. Wait, I want to talk about how in that scene he gives that bitch a, what was it, a bear? Oh, Does yeah. He oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put in a down, giant uh, box. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, what did I write? I write down, like, was that uh, like a trophy from a victim, maybe? I don't know, but it was a really odd gift. I, I took it as the reason why he gave her that gift was as he was trying to woo her. Ultimately, he, her, she could give him what he wanted was immortality in the pictures. Because that's kind of what I figured is why he was so interested know. in I her. I think, I don't know. It was weird. Like, at first I thought he he wanted to kill her. But then he kind of got fixated on the on the, pictures, fr- yeah, on the, on, on on the model. And yeah, then, so and then kills saying, the model. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what his motivation or what his well, end he was game a maniac. Was. Nobody knows what his end game was with Anna, though, because at the end when he takes it, her, like initially, what I thought also is when she took pictures of him. I thought again, he's thinking serial killer mentality. Is somebody has a picture of me? Yeah, that's what I thought. I so thought that's I why be, he went and looked at her yeah. bag, and he was like, "Okay, this is where I can get that picture." Like she took my picture, 
I don't want anybody to know who I am because at that point you can believe he was living in anonymity. Yeah. Well, even with that picture, you're not going to be able to identify. No, not him. much. But even but like, still though, he's but probably... even just knowing he's a white male, certain heights. Why, you know, yeah. that could still I, be. I'm just thinking it's him thinking it's Ooh, a serial a, killer. A, Somebody an has Italian my picture. Italian person in New York. Right. That <laughs> <Yeah>. it <down. laughs> Italian white male. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I, that's what I just think. We have to look out for an Italian male walking around the streets of New, <laughs> New York. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. He's got glasses, too, sometimes. Sometimes. Oh, sometimes this... he looks like Ron Jeremy. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. And well, then, Jeremy, and then he's wrestling. like, he wants to take her to a show. And he's just like, yeah, I'll be ready. But then he's like, hey, we need to swing by the cemetery. Yeah, do you mind? I wrote down, worst date ever. <laughs> like, How would you even you, bring that? This is like, probably what? Do you do you mind if we go swing by? I want, I want to introduce you to my mom first. <laughs> Who happens to be dead. Oh, my God. Who happens to be dead. She died on Christmas. She did. I noticed Paul noticed. Yeah. That was December 25th. <laughs> so that further fucks him up. Did anybody sure. else like, think, think that, that there was going to be a fucking werewolf? That was werewolf fog, man. That <laughs> was. The whole time the movie, I was like, I kept thinking, is there this much fog in New York City? I, know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, like, there's a werewolf somewhere in this movie. <laughs> Like it would have been like he stands up on the hood to kill Tom Savini, and then a fucking werewolf comes and gets him. Like <laughs> that's the that's, that's the movie, the movie we're we making. Need. Like we need yes. to make. But let's get into the end because it kind of takes that route. The, it's, his it's mannequins come weird. to life. Before that, when the mom comes out of the grave, yes, yeah. that took a weird game because like I take that all as like his just further descent into fucking madness. He's going into psychosis. So he's, yeah. yeah, he's freaking out like when that whole thing where he's just screaming. and it made me think too. I'm like, you guys are just in the middle of the night of this fucking cemetery. Yeah, for no sure permit. Are. No one knows you're filming and he's on his knees screaming Mommy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, someone's gonna come out. Like, there's gonna, there's probably if we, you know, could find like deleted scenes. I mean, that's not a thing, and you know, back then or whatever. There's probably like someone shined a flashlight or the like, cops came. Like, fuck, 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 let's go. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> you set the signal. Tom, run, Tom, start the car. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that whole thing again. Paul was right. It's who does that on a date? Because this is what we probably their third, maybe fourth date. And yeah. he's like, oh, yeah. we're okay. going to go. Okay. go to the Here. cemetery. Okay. So here's my question as producer Kim and Angie as, as the women of the group, right? Mm-hmm. If some guy picked you up for a date and then was like, I want to take you to meet my mom first. And then you pull into a cemetery, right? What is the first thing that you were thinking? Angie, I will start with you. Have fun seeing your mom. I'm gonna stay here. <laughs> so you you would stay in the car. I would stay in the. Car. I'm not. It's not my mom. I'm not getting out. Okay, but I was like, you wouldn't leave. You would stay in the car. He drove. What do you want to do? Okay, all right. <laughs> Producer Kim, I would probably do the same thing Angie did. Stay in the car when you and, and you say, would say that's the last date. No, but you yes. would still go on the date with him. What are you gonna do? I don't know. I'm I'm a guy, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe if you're you're already freaked out a little bit, right? As yeah, you're woman. freaked out a little bit. You're in his car. You're just hoping, okay, let's get through this and have okay. him drop me off okay. at home, okay. and that's the end of it. Okay, so you you go to the cemetery. You're like, I'm good. What if he's like, no, you have to come with me. I want you to. At that point, I'd be like, I'm just gonna walk. Yeah, I'm just gonna walk. So then you would leave. <laughs> yeah, I'll meet you where we're gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so say you know you stay in the car. He's fine with it. You get to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't leave then. You would be like, I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be back. And then just like, get the fuck out of there. I don't know. Because he knows where you live. 
But no matter what happens on this date, he's still going to know where you live. So if you go through this whole date and you're really nice to him, you don't think that's worse? Like, you're really nice to him and everything? Like, you just never call him again? You don't think that's even worse than, like, she left before? It's safer for you as a girl <laughs> to continue on with the date and then just ghost I don't, his ass. I don't, I don't think of things as a woman, yes. so that's why I'm asking you to. No, so especially like, if you feel uncomfortable. You, it, you as a woman, you go, okay, what's the safest scenario to get out of this? Oh, and. Yeah. <laughs> And the safest scenario dealing with crazy people is to deal with them and then ghost them as soon as you can. Which you're in a public place. Like, you could be like, someone call me a cab. Well, yeah, call you a cab, but then he's going to come to your house and be like, hey, you left on our date. I would take that as a hint to be like, okay, she doesn't want me. Yeah, but you're not a crazy person. So you're automatically <laughs> so you're automatically assuming that if a guy picks you up for a day wants to go to the you, cemetery, you, he's a crazy person. And then is like, hey, get out here and come to the cemetery with hey. me. Then I'd be like, yeah, you're okay. crazy. Okay, what if he's like, what if he's like, I'm gonna go to the cemetery. Like, just stay here. Like, he doesn't expect you to come out. So he goes, walks away. That's fine. I mean, no, we no, all gotta I, go to a cemetery. I'm not done. <laughs> he goes and come. He walks back and is like, my mom wants to meet you. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> No, no, sorry. Maybe some other time. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like we haven't been in a relationship long enough. I'm not for ready me to, to meet, meet your, your mother. <laughs> I would say, like, do that little when you're in the restaurant. Oh, I need to call work and see if everything's okay. Oh, I have to go. Yeah. Thank Can you God take me back home? Phones. And then, yeah. Yeah. Thank ghost. God. Yeah. <laughs> you have to just ghost. See, I'm thinking we're like, unless your mom is fucking a caretaker over there, I'm not getting out of this fucking car to meet your mom. Like, yeah, no, if he came back, I was like, I want you, my mom wants to meet you. Like, Sorry. So, okay, you thought she was working there, and you're like, well, can't can your mom come to the car? And yeah, no, if if I thought she was working there, and then I walked over to a grave, I would just be like, oh, okay, I gotta go Lock now. Back in, He's got the keys. It's what is really, it was really lovely to meet you, but I need to go home and rethink some life choices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let plenty of fish my ass. My, right? uh, <laughs> my taste and my <laughs> my choices in men seem to have gone down. Really All right. Fast. Well, that that was our quick uh, quick date poll for <laughs> for maniac. All right. Now with our poll concluded, let's talk about the whole graveyard scene where she just. I missed the part where she got, where she hit him with the shovel, because I looked away for a second. I'm like, why is he bleeding from the arm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I want to know what he thought Rita knew. <laughs> I he keeps going after her, and he keeps saying Rita knew, which is her friend that he murdered. Oh yeah, we forgot that he also that went to her funeral and sent flowers to. Oh yeah. Did he? When 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 he gets into the car or when he picks up um, Anna yeah. to go to the show or whatever, she leans over and gives him a little kiss and he's like, "What's that for?" And she's like, "Oh, for sending the flowers to the funeral parlor and you know, and for actually going to the funeral." Oh, Rita, I missed that. Rita didn't have any friends and you know, it was nice for you to be there. Oh, so I was I'm eating like, chips. He still, sorry. Is in, he's inserted himself. In well, the, that's yeah. what serial killers yeah. do. <laughs> so he's he's full on like Rita knew maybe. What did she know though? I don't know, but she knew it. <laughs> she knew. Something. Can we talk about Rita's death a little bit? The whole lead up to that and how the tension was just building in that entire scene. Oh, I know. And what was she doing in the bath? Like, Taking I don't know. If she was sleeping. She, she was, was sleeping. I was like, is she masturbating? Nope. She's washing. Oh, but now she's closing her eyes. Is she, what? What is going on with this? She's woman? trying to relax in a bath. Well, the thing about it though, when you saw that he stole her necklace, mm-hmm. I thought because of the way you see the shot open. Is you see the closet open, 
So I thought, well, whatever reason he snuck into the apartment, he was going to come out of the closet. Mm. Because that's when I look, when we looked at each other, I'm like, he's going to come out of the closet and kill her. But no, he knocked at the door. Yeah. And then the one thing that, he, I don't know if you noticed, when he moved his hand down so it wouldn't lock. Yeah, he snapped, yeah, he thing snapped that thing. Yeah. And then he goes in there and you get the whole weird thing where he would think he was going to kill her, but then he doesn't kill her. And then he does the whole weird where he's like, I'm not going to kill you. And he's like, if I undo the mouth, the mouth. Uh, oh, yeah, you're not going to scream. Yeah, the yeah, mouth tie. He's yeah. like, if I let this. If I, I kind of took that whole scene that he was he was treating. Yeah, he thought he that was, was treating his mom. her like the mom. Yeah. So, so is that how he murdered his mom then? Because that's the way I thought I he kind strangled her. Took... See, I don't know. Like that's the maybe he strangled her and then stabbed her, and that's the, because the hooker the, the hooker death with... went back and forth, yeah. and yeah. it was the but mom. Then I thought he kind of I don't know. He was treating her like the mom. Maybe he wanted to stab her, but what he actually did was strangle her, and now he's just kind of reliving this other scenario. Like he has the living embodiment of his mom in front of him, and mm-hmm. he, you know, this time he stabs her. He has more rage than he did when he was a kid or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, because all of a got pissed you're, and stabbed. You're next week. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. And so he kills her, which leads us well, into- Well, have you seen his fucking apartment? I'd be pissed too at everybody. Look at that. He's he did that to his apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so he kills her, and then that's when we get into the whole final act of the movie where- Where they go to the cemetery. Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about real quick the uh, the montage of him having the uh, basically the window shopping scene as well? Oh yeah, that was another weird thing. Independent, like they had to like him and like someone else like had to go film that in the middle of the night. Because the weird thing I thought about Mm -hmm. was when they showed that scene, I was like, "Oh, is he shopping for new mannequins? How the hell is he getting these mannequins?" He's window shopping because when they throw the old ones out, probably he probably just goes around or thrift stores. I mean, who knows? But that one, but he brought one in like a one he had in a bag. I'm assuming he bought that from somewhere. But again, what the fuck is the guy getting any money from? He's got a car. He's yeah. got fucking, you know, an apartment. He's got money for mannequins and going dates. He's going shopping for his next date. A couple decent suits, like yeah. See, this is a fucking our economy sucks, man. If you mm-hmm. be able to all, you can be a serial killer full time. <laughs> what it must have been like have to have been alive and an adult in the eighties. Live in New York City, and you know you're not. He's, he's not missing any meals. Like, nope. Look at the guy. I mean, he's, oh. he's fucking paying a hundred bucks for the hundred thirty five for the ultimate. Because goddamn pay poor millennials are having. Well, then the other thing I remember about the hooker scene: if she gets mad at him, is like time's ticking. He's like, I got more money. And like, why? Okay, in the hooker scene, I'm like, why does he have to pay for the room? Like, shouldn't that be included in the price? The room should be comped. Yeah, like, she should have her own room on the regular. That's on the ready, right? No. Yeah. No, no. no. if I'm already paying 100 for the ultimate, why do I got to kick an extra $35 That's what they for the room do. tax and color yes. TV? Uh, that is a maintenance fee. That's what that is. That is a maintenance fee? It's a maintenance Fine. fee. Well, then, he, then when he kissed her, then that, that better that better have been, uh, like... Listerined and fucking yes. like yes. everything, like mm-hmm. everything squeaky clean is all I'm saying. So fine. If the $35 maintenance Hey, fee... maybe that she likes that room because it has the best shower. No, no. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. Like, I want my regular. Yeah, there's no good showers in that hotel. Right? Yeah. All right. So he doesn't kill Anne. He doesn't kill Anna. She gets away and presumably she gets she away. Tells tells. The, she tells someone the next day. Like, what the hell? Like, takes so no, because he like goes to the house. So I'm assuming yeah, she goes to the don't... cop and was like, "Hey," and they were like, "Oh, well, let's. This is a hysterical woman. Let's take 
20 minutes. Yeah, but it takes a fucking, down. you know, at least 12 hours for them. They don't show up till the next day. Yeah, they don't the next show up morning till the next or whenever morning. Need but all of his mannequins come to life and murder him. Okay. That <laughs> scene in itself, uh, wow. Like, yeah. it's, it's yeah. very, oh my, it's very metaphorical and very like, his like final descent into madness to me to where he's like this, this, all the things that I've done are going to come back to literally haunt me and kill me. Mm -hmm. And then obviously he, I mean, well, I don't want to say commit suicide because he's technically still alive at the end. Yeah, those police did shitty. They didn't like stay in the room at least. (laughs) Well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they went to like, all right, well, it's, it's, he's dead. You know, we're going to go... He's not dead, though. They didn't Yeah, well, check. they didn't check. And I'm saying... <laughs> I'm assuming that they were like, well, he's dead, so we're going to go Even call Even if you don't the... want to touch the guy, you put a mirror, you do something. We're going to call... Reason. You're supposed to call the corner and everybody like, oh, this yeah, dude's dead. We're but calling the meat wagon. Well, I don't know. They didn't have radios on them. I don't know. You they just stay... Did. At least stay in the room. Like, somebody needs to keep an eye on this. Why? Well, there, the there was no way to get out of that I room. don't care. Okay, well, well, we're getting too much into that because I do want to talk about the character, the guy Joe Spinell that made the movie. So... Let's finish talking about the death scene, and then there's some other things that we want to talk about. The thing that made me laugh with those cops is how those little snub nose revolvers. Yeah, like, that's such like a like an, an 80s, 80s cop, cop thing. thing. Like everyone, and even when they were driving, they had the little small siren yeah. in the middle of the thing, <laughs> yeah. and then they're taking those sharp turns. Like yeah. that dude is gonna slide. I always think about those in uh, when I watch old 80s movies like that. Like, did cops really have those? Like, just that one that you would put on the top. And yeah. I'm like, and how the fuck did anyone ever notice that shit? I know. Because it's like I, I today, like if you didn't have like the full row of lights on your fucking car, like I wouldn't notice there was like the one fucking thing. And where the hell like, was the siren? Yeah. I wouldn't even stop for you. And where the hell is the siren coming from, too? Yeah, it's not know, coming yeah. from that damn yeah, thing. It's, it's all in one. It's a yeah. siren in one light. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's the one thing that cracked me up, though, is when they got to the apartment, they pull out their little... Like, they had them tucked in their pants. Yeah. We, like, it's just so cheesy 80s. That's because they were, like, cool 80s detectives. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't regular cops. Whoever. And then they pull out those little snub-nosed revolvers that barely covered their hand. I'm like... What See, you? I think they were freaked out by the mannequins. They're like, I'm not standing here. Fuck this. Let's no. go outside. I was like, why would you close the door? It's a crime scene. You know? Yes, it's, it's a, crime, a crime, scene. crime scene that you need to process, that you need to, like... They're not the CSI team. They're is there get a fired CSI team in the 80s? There's still... It's not full on CSI, but it would have mm-hmm. been, like, you know, the crime scene The crime people. lab. Well, those cops are going to get fired because you yeah. see him open his eyes, which you at least you have to check to see if he's alive before They're leaving the scene. Poke him with a stick. Go That's outside, not my find job. something. That's mm-hmm. the coroner's job. I'm just going to close this door. My job, was for the best. my job was to find the guy, and we did. <laughs> I can only imagine what the people would be like, you guys let him get away? You're like, what do you mean? I don't get paid enough. There wasn't this. anybody in there. He's like, did you guys it, not check on him? I thought it was interesting how he... Okay, so you see the mannequins come to life, and they had, like tear his head off in a graphic yeah. way. Oh, that was cool. They rip him Yeah, up. it's very cool practical the, effect. The arm thing, I was like, yes. Yeah. But then when the cops get there, it's clear that he's... Just stabbed himself in the chest with the sword. With yeah. the sword, and put all the mannequins. Were they? Did were they moved? Or I don't think they, I think were. they were just back where they were. Were they just back it, where it they were? Like they weren't. They weren't moved. Like yeah. They were okay. Just where they were. It was such a weird ending to have all the imagery of like the head ripping off, but then just to see that he had just stabbed himself. It was his final descension into like I. I'm, I'm this crazy. I need to end this. Yeah. I'm this crazy, end. but like, I don't know. Like, Do you think his death was a little anticlimactic because you actually, you don't see him die? No, I think, I don't know. Like, 
I, I just had problems with what they were trying to like with being crazy. So like how would that be realistic? Like what would a crazy person think of when their head's being ripped off? Like he was probably just screaming. Yeah. So then nobody hear that... him? <laughs> well, obviously. Okay, well, <laughs> well, the whole time he's in this place, you see one person yeah. that he's going in and out when he brings the mannequin. Mm. But they know some, him, so obviously they it's doing like... doing some Christmas shopping? Because yeah, she but, says Mr. Zito or whatever. But, yeah, but, okay, but, though, is... but he had that nightmare at the beginning of the movie and screamed. It's like no one showed up. And, mm, okay, you live in a shit apartment in New York and you hear somebody scream, you mind your fucking you're business. Mind no, your business. You're not they only care. had a door. I don't think he had any windows, so I'm assuming that whatever room yeah, that he was in there. I don't think he had any windows. Or if he was covered them. soundproof if you're or in the, in, Especially if it was like in a basement or something. Yeah. Kind of like mm. a basement apartment kind of thing. So, I mean, who knows, but... Obviously, no one's really caring because they, you know, if, if they did film this movie independently and just with no permits and no one knew they were filming, then yes, a lot of people screamed and no one came because <laughs> you know, they were banking on that to be able to pull some of these fucking shots off, like the exploding Tom Savini head. Yeah, yes. that's true. Okay, final thoughts. Okay, so Joe Spinell, who plays Frank Zito, he is. It was weird to me because I never knew that he was in this movie. I never watched this movie. I've heard of it, never seen it. You will remember him as the gangster from Rocky, who is the one that Rocky worked for in the beginning. And he was also in the two Godfather movies, the first two. Uh, he played like a right-hand guy to one, you know, like underboss to Vito Corleone. So those are the two things that I will always remember him from. And then randomly I saw that he was in this movie. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a weird role for him. Then I find out that he wrote this movie. He actually wrote this movie, and it was a lot of... He was a lot of influenced by Ed Gein, that kind of stuff. He read up on serial killers and got to know a lot of things and wrote this movie. Uh, the thing that I read is that uh, John Gacy actually wanted Joe Spinell to make a movie about Gacy and play him. Like, Ew. yeah. So he, he got to a level to where like people <laughs> knew you know, were like, wow, yeah. like, he made that movie. Like, that was it. So no. he was trying to get a sequel to this movie going and like after years and years like he finally started getting things off the ground started getting interest and he was getting ready to like i think i don't know if he wrote it or not but he was they were getting ready to start you know like really getting it going so they're gonna do another one and he died because he yeah he was he had a lot of you know health problems and drugs alcohol kind of like stuff that kind of goes along with you know being in hollywood being in hollywood you know new yorker kind of stuff like that or whatever but so i would have been Really interested to see like where he wanted to take this character and like what would have happened because I think yeah it was such a weird weird fucking character and the way that he did it I think is is beautiful in its just raw grittiness and I would really like put this up there like this is really to me it's like a version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre but in the city like it's not yeah. a country mm, version yeah. it's a city version yeah. of that same type of guy. You know, he's he's taking scalps, stuff like that. Like, you know, he's in isolation by being in the middle of, like, the concrete jungle of New York City. Mm-hmm. Like, you will never find. Well, I, th- I think knowing what you just said is it kind of adds more to that creepiness of how we were talking earlier about how yeah. it just seemed like it was real world type stuff. And it makes perfect sense now knowing that the dude researched and talked to, se- or not talked to serial killers, but just researched all of those serial killers and actually was able to get the part down. And probably get all the little nuances and put that into it, which gave it that much more creepier vibe. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely, I I didn't expect everything 
that happened in this movie. Like, I mean, it, not that it wasn't, you know, predictable or anything like that. I mean, you see the where things are headed or whatever, but I didn't expect this movie to be as good as it really was. I'm kind of going to go back and hearken on his things is I didn't expect it to be what it was. I thought from the initial opening scene that it was going to be more of a slasher kind of things that we're all used to. But as the movie progressed, it just gave that creepy, realistic vibe that I started to love. And then knowing that Tom Savini was attached to it, giving all those really good practical effects that we were shown. This movie, this this is, I think it's a must watch if you're a horror fan. If the way that it starts yeah. and then like the, the poster for it, it really just, you just, I just always thought it was just another slasher. Yeah, that's the one thing that makes you think about it. But like, like I said. I mean, I've heard of it, mm-hmm. but I've never heard anything really about it. Yeah. And I know I've seen the poster everywhere, you know, Netflix, Amazon, like everywhere, you, you know, you're scrolling through movies or whatever. And it really just made it seem like it was just kind of a generic 80s slasher. So I never gave it much thought. That's why the one thing about it that makes more sense is when you see how it was rated, I'm like, okay, if you think it's a slasher and you're like, why is this slasher so highly rated? But once you actually see it and see what the meat of the movie is, it it was amazing. I liked it. I liked the fact that, like Paul said, it reminds you of an independent movie. It just gives you that raw, that grittiness thing of this looks like it could actually happen. Yeah, I uh, I loved this movie. I there it's a rarity to find a horror movie that is a slasher but not campy. Yeah. And they didn't camp up this one at all. I mean, there are a couple of the, you know, practical effects that could look campy now just because we have better things well, today. Yeah. But, but like even, they didn't yeah. they didn't put camp into this. This is a, one a rare horror movie that makes you feel unsettled. It also gives you the gore yeah. and awesome deaths, but leaves you just feeling creeped out overall. You like, really do. Like, you there's really, not a lot of jump it scares. It makes you uncomfortable. It, That's it, the other thing it about it, It taps into a certain type of fear, a certain type of horror movie that it leaves you more unsettled than it does scared. Yeah. I think that, and that's the scary part. And that's the scary because part, that's, yes. that's what makes you scared of yes. it. Because, like, you're not actually scared of the character. You're not no. scared that, you know... This you know this guy's gonna come out and get you kind of thing. Like, no, but like, all like the you things you see, else. like you're just like fuck, man. You're like this, like <laughs> this nothing. Is yeah, it's like nothing that I'm watching is that far fetched. Yeah, it couldn't happen. Yeah, and nothing that I'm watching is that far fetched that it actually does not happen. Mm-hmm. These and like I happen. said, it's it's ve- it's a very rare thing to find a slasher that doesn't have a camp element to it. Yeah, the especially from the 80s. Yeah, a lot of, of and like, that's what you were saying about the poster. The poster makes it look just like any other looks, campy yeah. it, it, 80s it, movie. And that was just the style of poster. Yeah. So I think maybe from us looking at it, you know, from now looking back then, it was like, that's the style of posters that they had. And, and I think that's the, why I never the, really cared to seek this yeah. one out is because it just looked like another random 80s slasher lost in the, the you know, masses. The, yeah, yeah, it feels slashers. like the same generic stuff. But I mean, even in the beginning when you see the first kill, like you, even if it was a straight up slasher, you'd be like, all right, this is a little different either way. Yeah. There's something just slightly different about this. Yeah, it's, it's beautifully done. Um, like I said, I had a couple just minimal things wrong with this movie and it's it's a very rare thing that an 80s movie can make me feel so uneasy as yes. this one did yes and so i love this one like i said i think it's a must watch like saul said it's currently on shutter if you have shutter and amazon prime and amazon prime so you can check this one out we highly recommend it um we are doing 
upgrade next week as another fan, fan request. request, for request. Yep, so that one will be next week and the week after that we're looking to do the Frighteners. Yes. Yes. And so um, if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, anything like that, you can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can email us at podcast.scarynerd.com. You can also support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com backslash scarynerd. You can find more fun stuff at scarynerd.com. And I think that's everything for this week. You guys got anything else? Yes, Matt. We will get to your movies. They are on the list. Yes, they are on the list. You had a long list, so we're going to find time to get them we'll, all we'll, in. We'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> we're just starting out, so we've got tons of movies to watch. Don't you guys worry. We've got some good things in the works. And we will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.